Grace and peace to you, Bloom. Welcome to our guided liturgy podcast. Our hope and prayer for you is that you would be drawn into the reality of resurrection as we pray and confess and center on scripture together. We're glad you're with us. Bloom, let's join with the church worldwide in praying the prayer of the day. O God, whose Son Jesus is the Good Shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In baptism we died with Christ, so that as Christ was raised from the dead, we might walk in newness of life. Let us receive new life in him as we confess our sins in penitence and faith. Lord Jesus, you raise us to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgive us our sins. Christ, have mercy. Christ, Christ have, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you feed us with the living bread. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our souls lift up the name of the Lord, for you are our deliverer. Though with all creation yet we yearn, your love flows like a river. The desert that we walk in soon shall bloom. Shall rejoice in every corner In all that's waiting still to be renewed Shall wait for God no longer So say to tired hearts be strong don't fear Our God will come to save us Sovereign over all the universe In our waiting still you see us Remind us that our sufferings can compare To the glory you've prepared us Seeds in earth and soil Open up our ears that we may 
Just a glimpse of you is enough to change us. Open our ears, then we can hear your voice in the song you're singing over us. Open our eyes. Just a glimpse. Of you is enough to change us. Open our ears, then we can hear your voice in the song you're singing over us. Open our eyes, just a glimpse of you. Is enough to change us. Open our ears that we can hear your voice in the song you're singing over us. Hear a reading from John's first letter to the church, chapter 3. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God, and we receive from him whatever we ask, because we obey his commandments and do what he pleases. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this, we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit that he has given us. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Hear a reading from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He revives my soul and guides me along right pathways for his namesake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory Glory to to the the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Hear a reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 10. Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. For me, this verse has a different texture this year because it so beautifully displays the character of Christ, the one who is present and who loves and who cares and who holds. And I don't really care who you are. Going through what we've gone through as a nation, as a world, we need that. We need to know that place of belonging, ultimately, unconditionally, that there's one who sees us and and chases after us and protects us. It's such a, a tangible picture of the love of Christ extended to humanity. And in John's letter to the church, he says this interesting phrase. He says, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and in action. I like let love take shape in the world around us, through us. And in that way, we model and we become that love that's been shown to us by the Good Shepherd, by Christ, that it's the way in which we care for others. It's the way in which we spend time with others. It's the way in which we give of what we have so that others are provided for, cared for, and made whole. That's that shepherd love That's what it does to us, is it not only draws us into a place where we can feel and experience that love, that provision, but it causes us to be that for the world. I just think as we kind of ramp back up into normalcy, whatever that is, as we come back together, I just keep getting this picture that there are sheep out there in the pasture 
some alone, some scared, some traumatized. And those sheep are people that we know, people with whom our lives are closely tied, people with whom we interact. And I wonder what that shepherding love would look like, made manifest through us, through those who have known the provision and the kindness and the grace and the presence of Christ. How would we best love our friends, our community, our co-workers, the strangers, as we all take this journey into what we hope is normalcy and what we hope is being back together? But we're not sure. Jesus says that the good shepherd knows his own and his own know him just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. I think the question for us is, are we known? Do we allow ourselves to be known by Christ, by the one who loves us, who shepherds us? And to ask ourselves, what about those who do not feel known, who feel utterly alone, for whom this movement out of a season of aloneness feels scary and feels isolated? What's the response that we have towards our brothers and sisters? How can we give? How can we love as we have been loved? How can we be the church that John envisions as he urges them to love, not just in word and speech, but in truth and action? Because as he says, we know love by this, that Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. I've been thinking about this passage a lot in the context of our church, really. It was ever since, I think Bill Tybert, one of our uh, preachers here mm-hmm. at Bloom, he, he, he tends to get this passage a lot. I think he's even preaching about it this week. <laughs> he actually But he said something very simple in reference to this verse, and it was just about our... Our job is to listen to Jesus and do what he says. Mm-hmm. And that has been our entire philosophy at Bloom this whole time, this whole whatever, however long this year has been. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been a year. I don't know. <laughs> has it? Maybe two. It feels a little longer than a year, but I have to remind myself who the Good Shepherd is. Which is sounds crazy from a, a kid who's been in the church his entire life, but I, I have to remind myself to to really listen for that voice. Yeah, so much so that I've had to get rid of all the other voices that can be louder, mm-hmm. like social media or whatever. Like I found myself over this past year kind of losing the voice of the Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to lose sight of what this passage is really saying. Mm-hmm. It's not talking necessarily about submission, about us like doing what we're told to do. It's about doing what we're made to do. Because mm-hmm. being called sheep is not necessarily, it's kind of a slur in, in this day and age. But Jesus mm-hmm. says, it's really not about what you are. It's about the mm-hmm. voice that you're following. It's about who, who are you listening to. Mm-hmm. So that, that I think is what resonates with me most about this passage is like, yeah. Jesus is saying, get rid of the other stuff and just listen. Just listen to my voice and I, you can trust it. Yeah. I was talking to one of my former coaches and um, he's made a complete circle. So he came out of a 
nonprofit rehab program, got a job through us. I coached him and he's now been sober for over two years and is back at the place where he got help because he wants to help other people then come out of addiction. He's like, all these people need help. You know, they're coming up to me and it's at every, every part of my life. Like they come up to me in the morning when I'm cooking and in the line when I'm serving food and, you know, they're always needing stuff from me. And Jesus says, you know, that that's my job now. Like, how do you know when to let go? And it's really, I mean, I literally just had this conversation at 4.30 today where I just was like, he's the good shepherd, like not us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we love because he loves us and you're already doing that. And I'm not good at this, so I don't even know why I'm preaching about it right now. I, I, I suffer from this myself, but it was just like, then we read this passage and I was like, man, if we're doing it because we think we're supposed to, we're going to get really tired. But if we're doing it because we're following the voice of the shepherd who's doing it for us, it's just a really more sustainable and beautiful pattern of the kingdom. I think that's how it's hitting me right now as I'm coming out of a tired season from work myself is to say that like, it really is, I guess I'm just echoing Seth and echoing Bill to just say, it really is about stopping and listening to the voice of the shepherd and responding to that. Yeah. Both this passage and the Psalm that's given to us really push that place of dependence I mean, sheep, as we all know, are just like not the brightest of animals and, and need leading and protection, and they're fearful. And um, it's that imagery that David uses in the psalm of, you are my shepherd. Like he puts himself in that place of being utterly dependent and needing that presence and protection and provision that the shepherd provides. And I think it can be lost on us if we start to uh, to fool ourselves and to to lead ourselves into a way of thinking that would say that we are independent and that we're strong and we don't need help and we don't need like a dualist theology or whatever you want to say. Mm. But at the very, very core of us, and this is taught in psychology, there's this deep need for love, belonging, security, protection. And it's those things that this year has shaken mm-hmm. that um, many of us feel violated by. And I think that's why we can come around to this passage this year and, and very much relate to David, who's relating to a sheep, who relates to the shepherd, who is Christ. And we can, we can relate to John's letter to the church of that calling people to that basic act of loving through actions, taking care of each other, seeing each other, protecting each other. It's just so, so, so innate and basic and also so beautiful and so needed. And um, times like this do that to us, Hmm. lest we think that we were strong. (laughs) And the sad thing about that, and I think John speaks to it, is when we think we're strong, we tend to not see the weakness around us. The places in society, the places in others that do need help, Mm -hmm. just as we do. We're in this uh, delusion 
that we don't need help and neither does anyone else. So it creates this really harsh society. But that's not the way of the kingdom. That's not the way of the church. It's to be gentle, to admit that we are weak and that we need leading, we need protecting, we need presence, and we need love. It's a good reminder. I think it's interesting that um, that in this passage it says, when it talks about this hired hand that takes off, and in that the wolf comes and it says snatches them and scatters them. Mm-hmm. And just that phrase scatters them. I just connect with that in the last year. Like it feels like we've kind of been scattered. Mm-hmm. And obviously the scattered part, there's negative connotations to that, that that's not how that, mm-hmm. the sheep weren't meant to be scattered. And I think for me, I've just seen the role that being in community plays in helping me hear the shepherd's voice, Mm -hmm. just in even hearing from others how they're hearing the shepherd's voice. That's a huge piece in my spiritual formation. When I hear somebody else saying, this is what the father said to me, or this is how I'm experiencing that, or this is what I'm not hearing. And interacting with that, I feel like is a way that the shepherd is present with his sheep. And it's a piece that has definitely felt lacking in the last year. Mm-hmm. And I've and I've missed that. And yet, again, if we're going to take this analogy too far, <laughs> you know, when he's bringing sheep from a different flock and uniting, is there that awkwardness? Like, I think we talked before, but did we really? Or I haven't talked for so long. And what does it look like to re-engage with other sheep again? Hmm. Is this getting cheesy with the analogy? Kind of, but it's, <laughs> it's also true. Um, because I think that there is something really right and good about us being together. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think that's, that's part of what's being said here. We weren't meant to be scattered. And so I'm just sitting with... What does that look like to do that yeah. well, to love each other well in that, mm-hmm. to welcome each other, to not be awkward, to dive in, to care for each other, to be sincere, and trusting that the shepherd will lead us in that. Yeah, I feel like this passage calls us to live in a reality of being loved at even a very basic level, provision, presence, care. And to live in that reality in a way that causes us to be that for others. I think if the church was something in the next year or two, being a place where that was the reality would be beautiful and so needed in our society. That The church was a space where people felt safe and honored and cared for. And to go with the metaphor, shepherded. It's interesting the way this room feels right now when we're talking about this passage. Mm-hmm. This passage feels so kind and inviting, mm-hmm. and yet I sense myself included that there's like a hesitancy mm-hmm. towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I definitely sense that in like Bloom itself. You know, we mm-hmm. just had our morning service, our first one in a year uh, on Sunday. And in many ways, it felt really good. And in many ways, it felt kind of weird and awkward. We, we have all been so disconnected from each other, mm-hmm. which means we've been disconnected from like 
from from trust in relationships, right? So like, I mean, what makes a good relationship? Trust. That's like always been. Mm-hmm. That's just like the thing that is always said. So when you take away relationships, I feel you're also taking away trust in relationships, right? Which mm-hmm. I think is also to, is a thing in this pandemic where from the beginning. I've felt like a horrible friend because I've just been in such a weird spot, like personally, that I haven't texted people back. I haven't called people back. I haven't like set mm-hmm. up, like tried to get together with people. I've just been this massive loner, like for almost a year now, partially because I think it's easier mm-hmm. to, to not have to worry about those relationships. But it's also like the downside is that it's really lonely mm-hmm. and you're missing those deep kind of connections that you would have which all involves trust. And so I feel like this past year, as we've all kind of been disconnected from each other, we've also lost that sense of trust with each other that we're going to have to gain back somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so awkward. And I'm not just talking about church. Like, obviously, coming back to church sounds really amazing, but it's also going to be awkward. But I'm talk- I'm really just talking about human relationships in, in general, like... We're going to have to learn how to relate to each other again. And some of us have already been on that journey and we've done really well doing that. I personally have not been doing very well. (laughs) I have not been on that journey myself. But just sitting in this room and feeling like tension almost. Mm -hmm. Coming out of Lent, especially when some of us wanted to stay there and some of us really wanted to be out of it. But now we're here and all of us are kind of feeling weird about it, right? So I just, I wonder if the lesson here... It's very needed and very poignant and very, like, perfect timing, I think. Because it's just Jesus saying, I'm the good shepherd. I'm going to lead you. You can trust me. Mm-hmm. I do think we just have to learn to trust each other again. We have to learn to trust God again. Like, it's been a really hard year. It's been a really hard time. We've lost a lot of trust in our lives, in our relationships, even spiritually with, with God. We have to learn how to get it back. Because, That's going to be the work. Because you trust people that you know. Yeah. Who do we know right now? And when you're not together, you don't feel like you know so I mean, that's yeah. what that's how you build a relationship when you're together, right? Mm-hmm. And so who do we know? No. Who do we know? No. I mean, we know what we knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is like we have to get to know each other again. Yeah, I love what you're saying because... It reminds us that in this season and everything that's going to change and some of that is that we are going to come back together, that in all of it, we have to allow ourselves to be led. We're not going to make it. Yeah. It's not going to be our own cleverness and our own plans or whatever structures that that help us do that, navigate the next season, whatever it entails. It really will be that we can be humble and admit that we have to be led through this Mm -hmm. by the one who loves us and knows us. Mm -hmm. I think that's hopeful and hard. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. I mean, it's sharing that experience too, that will bring us together. Mm -hmm. Sharing that experience of listening together doesn't mean having it figured out before we all get back together. Mm growing together in that listening. Bloom, my prayer for you is that no matter where you find yourself as you're listening to this, 
you know that the shepherd is near, sees you, hears you, exactly where you're at, even if you feel like that's far away. And I just really want you to know how loved you are. Even though that's cheesy, it's real. (laughs) So Bloom, you are so loved. And we pray that you would rest in the peace that you are hearing the Good Shepherd and that he sees you and that he has you. Please join me for the prayers. For the peace that comes from God alone, for the unity of all peoples, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For our city, for our neighbors and our friends, let us pray to the Lord. For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, for the sick and suffering, and for all in any need, let us pray to the Lord. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Rejoicing in the communion of the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to God. Amen.